Hi, welcome to Overthinking Entrepreneur. I'm Megan, and I've had a successful online business for a few years now, and I think I overthought probably about 90% of my decisions along the way. Honestly, I just overthought whether I should say 90% or pretty much every decision in this intro. So if you find that relatable, you are definitely in the right place. In this podcast, I will help you get out of overthinking and into action so that your online business can finally start growing. I've been an overthinker since way back when I was a little girl and I had a binder full of stickers that I never actually stuck to anything because I just couldn't commit. I couldn't decide where I wanted to put them so they were literally in a binder and not stuck to anything. (laughs) If this were a movie, I would probably show you a montage right now of little me just driving my parents absolutely insane overthinking all of these tiny insignificant decisions. (laughs) It's just part of my nature, it's who I am, and it's who I will always be. So how did this overthinker get out of her own way and launch a podcast? I want to tell you my story and share some of the lessons that I've learned and some of the ways that I've learned to kind of manage myself through my overthinking so that you can apply them to your own business. So I have had an online business for almost nine years now. I started out in network marketing like a lot of us do. And after a few years of that, I ended up launching my own coaching business. And I've been coaching full time for three years now. And I have worked with hundreds of awesome clients. And I love what I do so much. But I have overthought every step along the way. And what I do is I help people build their personal brand and online business. I help them build a brand where they feel free to be themselves. They get to come from that place of service and build an audience by creating awesome and helpful free content. There are so many different ways that you can market your business, but what I'm really passionate about are the people that want to help. They want to show up as the face of their business. They want to help others, and they truly come from that place of service, and they want to use that to build their business. And for years, that's who I've always said. When when you would ask me who my ideal client is, I would say personal brands, people who care. But over the last few months, I've realized that my audience is actually overthinkers. And I've always sort of joked about my overthinking, and I've always had people tell me that they really related to it. But I never thought too much about it, actually, until I was ready to launch this podcast. And I started thinking about how do I explain my audience? How do I tell people who I am? How do I talk about what I do? And it all just sort of fell into place, and I realized overthinkers. <laughs> that is who that's who I help. It's not the same kind of business. I have network marketers, I have coaches, I have service providers, I have people who hand make their own products. There's not any one industry, there's not any one type of business. It's the fact that we all overthink and that tends to go hand in hand with being a perfectionist that really links my audience together. So I have a thing for dinosaurs. You may or may not have noticed that already. And it all started with my love of the cute little T-Rex emoji. So when I was starting to grow my brand and my business, I wanted to find a little signature emoji that I could start using in my content. And... I fell in love with the little T-Rex. I've always kind of loved dinosaurs. When my husband and I first moved in together, I had a dinosaur-themed bathroom that he kindly requested that maybe we could change because it looked like a little boy's bathroom. (laughs) Um, And so dinosaurs have been my thing for a long time, but I never really set out to build a brand around it. I had a lot of just cute and fun dinosaur shirts that I liked, and that was one of the reasons why I chose that little T-Rex emoji. And it really kind of spiraled from there. People started really associating the dinosaur with me, and it became 
became really fun. And then when I wanted to open up my own free Facebook group, I was thinking, how can we incorporate the dino? And so Dynamite Entrepreneurs was born. If you are not in there, it's one of the best business groups on Facebook in my obviously biased opinion. But what I love about the community is the people and the fact that if you go in there and ask for help, you will actually get help. In most business groups, if you ask for help, all the comments will say, I can help you, I can help you, message me, message me, you know, all those sort of things. In Dynamite Entrepreneurs, you will actually get an answer to your question. So if you're not already a member of our Dino community, I would love to have you come join us. And I just wanted to tell you the story of the dinos because you may have noticed I love my my little dino. I have dressed him up over the years and especially as I branch more into learning how to play around in Canva, I am by no means an amazing graphic designer, but I have learned and been having more fun playing around. I did a 12 days of Christmas giveaway and I made a little Santa out of my dino. And so when I was starting this podcast, I was so excited to make a podcast dino. So you will see him um, in my logo, in my cover art, some merch. So I just wanted to take a minute to explain that dino for any of you that might be newer to me. And you're like, what is up with this dinosaur? <laughs> he's just cute. He's just fun. And he's become a really big part of my brand. A little bit more about me, the person behind the business. So I live in Ohio. I've lived in Ohio pretty much my whole life, except for a brief stint in Pittsburgh where I went to grad school. And I'm in the Cleveland area now of Ohio. And I am married. We've been married for really should have thought about this before I started recording. (laughs) We've been married for over three years now. We've been together for over 10. We have one dog. His name is Rolf. He's named after the dog from the Muppets. And we have a one and a half year old toddler. So when I started my business, I was not a mom and I had all the, well, when I started my business, I was still working and I had to try and balance my business around work. And then eventually I grew my business to where I was able to go full time and I got spoiled with having all the time in the world to work my business and do whatever I wanted to do all day. And then along came my son, Clark. And as much as I love him, he really makes it difficult to find time to work my business now because I'm home with him. He's not in daycare or anything. He's just here with me all the time. So I'm actually recording this right now while he is napping. And he's been a big part of what inspired me to want to start a podcast. Happy Valentine's Day. It's just a fun holiday about celebrating your lady friends from my favorite TV show, Parks and Rec. I wanted to do something fun to celebrate, so I decided to take 30% off three of my favorite ways that I can spend more time with my gals. Corny, I know, but I just couldn't resist. So you can get a social media audit. This is perfect for you if you aren't getting the results that you want and you're not sure why. So I can take a look at your profile, your group, whatever you want me to look at, and I will look through a month of the content to really get a big picture and give you honest feedback about what's working and what isn't so that you can make the right changes and start moving forward again. Or we can do a voice message coaching day, week, or month. I love doing this. It is so flexible and it's also gotten really great results for people. I think it takes the pressure off of having that coaching call and we don't have to find a time for it either. I message you when I can, you listen and respond when you can, and we can do this for a day, a week, or a month, whatever fits your needs. Or we can do a new Power Hour Zoom coaching session. I am so excited to start offering these. We will book a time. We will get on Zoom together for one hour and whatever it is in your business that you're stuck on, we're going to do it together. So we'll figure out your ideal client. We'll make your content plan. We will figure out how to open or make over your group. Whatever it is that you're feeling stuck or intimidated by, let's do it together. 
I've always liked po- well I shouldn't say I've always liked podcasts when podcasts first came out I remember hearing about them and thinking what it's like talk radio I don't get it this doesn't feel like a new thing. This almost feels like we're going backwards, if anything. So I was a little bit resistant to podcasts in the early days, but I kept hearing people talk about them. And eventually I checked them out and I realized, oh, this is actually really cool. And I I actually do really like podcasts. But it wasn't until I was a new mom and all of a sudden I didn't have that control over my time that I really, really fell in love with podcasts. The ability to be listening and then if something comes up and you have to stop, you can hit pause and pick it back up right after or even days later and it knows exactly where you were and you can just pick back up where you left off has become so valuable for me and I've really loved having things that I can listen to in the background when in the limited time that I have now these days to do personal development and to learn about business and I podcast is one of those things that's been on my radar for a long time but I never felt ready. I felt like I have no idea how to do that. I have no idea how to record. I have no idea how to edit. I have no idea what my podcast would even be about. But over the last year or so, the urge to create my own podcast got stronger and stronger. And I kept thinking, I I just really feel like this might be the route that I need to go for a few different reasons. You know, like I said, I personally, as a consumer, love the flexibility of a podcast and I wanted to be able to provide that to my audience. But also, I have less time to work my business these days. I originally built my audience and most of my business using Facebook Live. And I still love Facebook Live, but it's a lot harder these days for me to find time to do Facebook Live. And the reach on them has sadly gone down from what it used to be. So with a podcast, I'm able to still talk as much as I want to. You'll notice I try, I promise to never waste your time. I'm not one of those people that's going to just add a bunch of fluff into a podcast just to try and stretch it out. But I do tend to get wordy sometimes. And I really like to take my time and dig deep and explain things to people. And so a podcast seemed like a really good alternative for me to still be able to have that flexibility, to be able to talk to you, to be able to teach you like I've always done on a schedule that might work out a little bit better for me, and then also provide that flexibility for you all. So it really just seemed like a win-win. And it's been something that's been on my mind. But of course, I'm an overthinker. And when it comes to starting something new like this, what am I going to do? Overthink, right? And so I have spent over six months now saying, I'm going to start this podcast. This podcast is coming. This podcast is coming. And did I have some good logistical reasons for why it hasn't happened yet? I did. But also it was fear. It was that uncertainty. And it was that overthinking that was really holding me back. So I want to just kind of talk about how I was able to work through that. Because to be clear, I did not stop overthinking. I just decided that it wasn't going to hold me back anymore. And I think that's something that's really important to be mindful of because I don't think I'm ever going to be able to stop overthinking. Do you? If you do, amazing. If, if you truly believe you'll be able to stop and you're working towards that, that's great. But for me, I've decided to stop seeing my overthinking as a flaw and to stop seeing it as something that holds me back or something that I need to change or fight against. And instead, I've decided to just embrace it and accept this is who I am, and that's not going to change, and find strategies to kind of manage myself, manage my overthinking, and make sure that even though it's there and it will always be there, it's not going to hold me back. So one of the things that I have really been noticing with my overthinking is that sometimes when I'm overthinking, it's because my gut is telling me that it's not right yet. It's not done yet. So I am that person who has a really high standard for the quality of work 
that I will allow myself to complete and release to you guys. It's always been so important for me to not just slap something together and put it out there to try and make money with it. Or even something that's free, even when it's something I'm not charging for, I still care a lot about the quality of the work that I'm putting out there and I want to make sure that you have a good experience with anything you get from me, whether it's free or whether it's paid. And so when I sat down to think about a podcast, it felt like such a huge undertaking. It felt like, how can I possibly know what I might want this podcast to be about? Especially because podcasts have a lot of longevity. You know, I'm, I'm not forced to continue doing this forever, but I could. I could have this podcast for the entire rest of my business, which is amazing and really exciting, but also... It makes me put a lot of pressure on myself because I want it to be really good from the beginning. And I want to make sure that what I start is how it can keep going. And I know that with a podcast, I can always change the name and the cover art and even what it's about. I know that all of that is technically true. But I had in my head that I really wanted this podcast to be right from the start. I really wanted to have my topic nailed down and my title and the direction for the podcast to be right before I was ready to start it. And I was putting even more pressure on myself because with a podcast, someone actually could come back. It You could be listening to this years from now. I don't know. With Facebook Live, which is more my comfort zone that I'm used to, it's much harder for people to go back and find some of your older videos. They can find some of them, but not all of them. And It's just not as easy for someone to go back and find your old content. With a podcast, when I find a new podcast that I really like, I will go back to the beginning. And I might not listen to every single episode. I'll pick and choose based on the titles, but I will go back to the beginning. I don't know if if I'm weird or if everyone does that. So I had that added pressure on my shoulders of people might listen to this episode for years to come. And this is the very first episode. What if people go back and listen to this one and... What if they don't like me? What if they think it's boring? What you know, I go down that what if spiral that I'm sure you're very familiar with as well. And so I had all this pressure on my shoulders and and my overthinking really kicked into overdrive of what do I want this podcast to be about? I need to just decide. I need to get going. But I just kept putting it off. And I just kept procrastinating and making the excuses and finding other things that needed done so that I wouldn't have to think about the podcast. And what I eventually realized is that this was a case where my overthinking is a good thing. My overthinking was trying to tell me something because yes, I could have forced myself to start this podcast six months ago, but it would have been a completely different podcast. If I would have started it back then, I would not have had this title. I would not have had this concept that I am now so excited about and feels so right and like such a good direction and like it's going to help so many of you. I it took me a little while to land on this. Like I told you, I always considered my audience to be people that cared and wanted to grow a business in a way that feels good to them and didn't want to be spammy. And now that I've tapped into the fact that my audience is actually overthinkers, that's when everything started to fall into place. And I can tell you that I talked about this podcast for months and months and months, and I never really took action. And when it finally felt correct, when I finally figured out the right direction and it started to fall into place, this is all happening very quickly. From the time of me deciding what the podcast would be to my launch date, I think it's been about a month. And this is after I've spent multiple months 
saying I wanted to start a podcast and not taking action. And there's a lot. Let me tell you, (laughs) if you want to start a podcast, you should go for it. You can absolutely do it. But there is a lot to learn when it comes to starting a podcast and a lot that needs figured out and all the equipment that you need to get and learning how to edit and learning what the heck you're doing and how to create an episode. And oh, my gosh, what's a podcast host? And what, you know, there was a steep learning curve and I've been able to do it all really quickly With some overthinking along the way, for sure. But once I felt really confident in my direction, I was able to take action. So something that I've learned, and I want you to just kind of apply this to yourself and start to ask yourself this question. When I feel like I'm overthinking, is it because I haven't really figured out the right direction or I'm lacking clarity in where I want to go? Or because my gut is telling me it's not right. It's not done yet. So what I mean by that is, let's say that I'm going to create something new to put in my shop. And I will, I always start by writing out an outline. Well, I always start with doing a brain dump. You'll hear me talk about brain dumps over and over and over again on this podcast because my whole life is done in brain dumps. But I always start with a brain dump. And then I look through and a brain dump, by the way, is just when you dump every idea that you can possibly come up with onto the page or the screen. In my case, I prefer to type than handwrite. And then you go back through and you pick and choose. And I, I will start to put them into an order that makes sense. And I'll say, OK, which of these things do I actually want to include in this resource? What is the order that makes the most sense? And I'll start to get an outline put together. And There are times where I'm able to do that very quickly, and there are times where I overthink it like crazy. And nine times out of ten when I'm overthinking it like crazy, it's because I need to wait for that that kind of aha moment to happen in my brain. I need to wait for that moment where... The way that my brain works is I will start to think about something. I will even begin. I will start the process. I'll start the brain dump. I'll start thinking about it. And then my brain is always kind of marinating on it in the background. And I don't seem to have a lot of control over when my brain spits out the answer. (laughs) Sometimes it's very quickly. Sometimes it's a few days. Sometimes it's a few months. But I have found that a lot of times when I'm beating myself up and saying, why are you overthinking this? Why are you overthinking this? Just pick something and move forward. Get it good enough. Let's go. A lot of times when it comes to the creation of a new idea, a new product, a new type of content, something when I'm creating something new, sometimes what's happening is that my, my gut, maybe my brain doesn't quite realize it yet, but my gut is telling me this isn't right yet. You aren't ready to move forward. You still need work on the outline. So in that aspect, I think my overthinking is actually a good thing because it actually protects me from moving forward with something that isn't as good as it could be if I were to keep working on it. So ask yourself if that if that sounds familiar for you, if that sounds like something that you also struggle with or that you also kind of your gut tries to communicate you communicate with you about your overthinking. Because for me, it took me a long time to make that connection. And now I'm able to kind of tune in and ask myself, okay, am I overthinking right now because it's not done? Or am I overthinking because I'm scared or because I'm just getting in my own way or, you know, any of the other reasons why I overthink. So um, a lot of times overthinking is fear of making the wrong decision and a lot of other things that can come into play. So if I can, 
if I can tell that it's my gut saying this isn't ready yet, I let myself keep overthinking. And I keep thinking until it's done. I keep thinking until I have that gut feeling of yes, this is the right direction. This still happens to me all the time. I actually just created a new bundle for my shop. And it was (laughs) the irony is that it's called the overthinkers bundle. And then I overthought so badly about what to put in this bundle. But the reason why I overthought it is because initially I had a set of products that I was planning to put together and I wasn't in love with it. And I kept trying to figure out like, how do I make this work? What is going on here? And again, I felt like at first that I was just overthinking and just getting in my own way. But I kept working on it. I kept thinking about it. And eventually I had one of those random kind of aha moments where I said, oh, I'm going to put a social media audit into this bundle instead. And as soon as I had that thought and I it was like the whole thing just came out of me start to finish. Like, okay, here's the plan. Here's what's included. Here's the price. Here's it all. And it all just started to click into place because I allowed myself to keep overthinking until I was happy with it, until... I knew that it was right and I had that gut feeling. So that is kind of one of the first things that I did when it was on this journey to the podcast. I realized that I was overthinking because it wasn't quite right yet. And once I found the overthinking entrepreneur direction, it all started to happen very quickly. So sometimes your overthinking is there to protect you and to help you make what you're creating as good as it can possibly be. Another thing that has really helped me in the journey to launching this podcast. When I was feeling unsure and I was overthinking, sometimes my overthinking was because I didn't know what the heck I was doing. This is brand new to me. I have never recorded into a microphone in my life. (laughs) So this all felt very just brand new and I didn't know what to do. And there were so many options. I mean, if you just type microphone into Amazon, the amount of microphones that pop up and trying to decide, how am I supposed to know which one's the right one to buy? And then you go into that place of like, well, do I want to get the really expensive one? Do I want to start small and upgrade later? You know, all of these little kind of decisions and things to overthink about start popping up. But this wasn't me overthinking just to overthink or to get into my own way. This was me truly not knowing what I needed to do next. And so instead of letting it keep me stuck, I did the research. I put in the work. I said, okay, I don't know enough about how to choose the right microphone, so let me find people who do and see what they recommend. When it came to recording and editing this podcast, same thing. I don't know how to do that. So I found people who teach it, and I learned from them. I think that sometimes when we overthink, it's because it's something we've never done before, And we don't know the right answer. We don't know what we should be doing. And there's nothing wrong with that. It is completely 100% normal to not know how to do something that you've never done before. Where it becomes problematic is when you say, well, I just don't know. And then you say you're just going to overthink it. And you probably don't say that, right? You probably don't say to yourself, well, I guess I'll just overthink this. But you've kind of made a decision by not making a decision, by not moving forward. You're saying, well, I don't know. I've never done this before. This is hard. This is overwhelming. I'm just going to check out and just overthink and let myself feel overwhelmed. I did not do that. I did not let myself get stuck. I said, it's normal. I don't know what I'm doing. So what do I need to do to figure out what I'm doing? And so I found resources from people who teach podcasting. I joined a membership for podcasting. I watched a ton of YouTube videos. I found podcasts about podcasting. I did what I needed to do to learn what I needed to learn in order to be able to move forward. So if you are feeling like you're overthinking, 
you just can't get stuck. If the reason that you are feeling stuck and why you're overthinking is because you've never done this before and you don't know what you're doing, find someone who can help you. Find that guidance. And the beauty of the internet, it's out there. And it's probably out there for free. Now, you will take more time if you're trying to figure out the answer for free because you're going to have to you're going to have to decide who is worth listening to. You're probably going to get some conflicting opinions and sometimes that can feel confusing as well, but the information is out there. So, if you are feeling stuck and it's because you don't know what to do, find it. Okay? I want you to have that mindset of I'm going to be resourceful. I can make this happen. No, I don't know how to do this yet. I've never done this before. But everyone else who ever did it didn't know either, right? Everyone who started a podcast did not know what they were doing, but they figured it out and I can too. And that mindset has helped me so much to keep me from getting stuck so that I can then shift into more of that productive place of, okay, how can I figure out how to make this work instead of feeling like I'm stuck? Something else that I really like to do that I feel like is one of my really fun little tricks. When I'm overthinking something, especially if it's something small. Now, I would not do this with the big stuff. But if you are overthinking, especially if you are stuck between a few different answers, turn it into a social media post. This is a win-win because you get to ask people about what you're stuck on and get some of their opinions. And it's going to be really great for your engagement. So we'll talk a lot about engagement on this podcast. It's something that I am passionate about helping you create. And this is such a good way to do that. So when I was creating my podcast art, I created a lot of options that were terrible. (laughs) I will just be upfront with you. But I ended up with two options that I really liked. And I started showing them to people just to get some, some input because Yes, at the end of the day, it's my decision and it needs to be something that I love, but I also want to make sure that it's something that connects with my audience, that connects with my people. So I started by showing it to the people in my membership group, and then I made a post just on my regular Facebook profile and said, which one of these do you like? And I had a ton of comments from people giving input. Some comments were more helpful than others, for sure. And when I do this, I am not... When I ask a question on like this on social media... It's not that I'm locking myself into going with what the comments say. Half the time I do it just for the entertainment, just to see what people say, just to create that engagement. And sometimes people end up surprising me with a really good idea that I never would have thought of. And I do, I do use it. But oftentimes I stick with what I was already planning to do anyway. But this is a really fun way to take something that I'm overthinking and incorporate it more into my content, turn it into something productive. So this is a really great marketing tool for something like the podcast. That was a great post that got a lot of reach because it had so much engagement. And now all of those hundreds of people who commented on my post know that I have a podcast coming. So it was a really good marketing tool. It helped me get some valuable feedback that helped me move forward. And it created some really great social media engagement. So sometimes that's something that I'll do. When I have that thing that's keeping me stuck that I'm overthinking, I go make a post about it instead. So try that out if you haven't yet. Another thing that I like to do is give myself a public deadline. I like to announce to the world that I am working on this thing and that it's coming. I don't necessarily set it in stone until I feel ready to do that. But 
I have been talking about the podcast. And because I knew that people were expecting it and people have been asking me, hey, aren't you starting a podcast? You know, when's your podcast coming? Because I knew that, because I knew there were people waiting on it, it helped push me forward. It helped me actually get it done. I am that person who will wait until the day before something is due and then do the entire thing. And it'll be great. I don't want you to think that I mean that I just throw some crap together and call it good enough. I often do my best work when I when I work this way, but I work this way and I know this about myself. And so when I'm having my own business and I'm self-employed, there's no one else to give me deadlines anymore. And that was one of the things that was the hardest for me about becoming an entrepreneur was that no one tells me when this thing is due. I just have to decide and I have to quit overthinking and I have to have the discipline within myself to get it done. And that's hard for me. So something that I like to do is put it out there. I will start talking publicly and telling people, I am creating this new challenge. I'm creating this thing. I'm going to be running this program. I'm going, you know, whatever that looks like for you. I tell people ahead of time about what I'm working on. And just like we talked about with the engaging post, this is really a twofer because it will keep you on track now that people know that it's coming you're so much more likely to move forward with it and actually put in the work. But also, this is a really great marketing tool. So many people make the mistake of working on something in secret. They complete the whole project, and then they come to me and they say, hey, I have this really great program that I put together. How do I market it? And it's not that we can't. We told, we absolutely can still take that and successfully market it. But it would have been so much easier if we had been marketing it along the way while you were creating it. There's so much great content that you can share when you were preparing to launch something that you do as you're building up to the launch. So start telling people what you're working on, telling people when it's coming, and this will help hold you accountable and help give you that pressure that you need to actually get it done. And this will help you market at the same time. So it's really a win-win. And then along those same lines, I plan ahead and I give myself enough time to overthink because I know that I'm going to overthink. Like I told you, I have given up on the idea that I might stop overthinking someday. And I've given up on the idea that I might stop procrastinating someday. And I've given up on the idea that I'm going to just sit down at my desk, say this is what I want to do and get it done that same day. That is just not how I roll. (laughs) And as much as I wish that it was, it's not and it's never going to be. So what I do now is I plan things out and I make sure that I, I know who I am, not who I want to be, who I am when I'm creating plans for the things that I want to do. So if I look at something and I say, well, I think I could probably do that in one evening of hard, really good work. I do not give myself one day to complete it. I give myself at least three, if not more, because I know I'm going to need time to overthink. I know that one of those days I might completely procrastinate. I know that, you know, life is going to happen. And so this is another thing Another way that I just sort of support myself and set myself up for success is that I plan in advance and I understand and I build right into my timeline that I'm going to overthink. Now, I don't sit down and say on Tuesday I'm going to overthink and then on Wednesday I'll take action. I don't know when exactly in the process the overthinking is going to hit me, but I do know that it's pretty much guaranteed to hit me at some point. And so I make sure that I build that into the schedule. So... These are some of the things that really helped me get my podcast launched. I let myself keep thinking about it until my gut said, yes, this is right. 
But I did not let the overthinking hold me back. When I felt unsure, when I felt like I don't quite know what I want the direction for my podcast to be or the name or the audience, what I did is I started immersing myself in the podcast world. I started listening to more podcasts so that I could see what did I really like as a listener, as a as a customer. What really connected with me? What were the type of podcasts that I enjoyed the most? What were the names that really grabbed me? What were the ways that people were differentiating their podcasts from other people that I really liked and what didn't I like. And I was able to use all of that to help me shape my own plan for my own podcast moving forward. Once I found my direction and I was ready to go, instead of overthinking every single step that I needed to take, I invested in some resources to help me. Because I know that if I sat there and just sorted through all the free content trying to figure out how to launch my podcast, I would be so much further behind than where I am right now. This podcast would not be launching today if I was trying to figure it out on my own because I know that that's hard to do no matter what. But especially when you're an overthinker, I knew that I would overthink every single step and waste so much time. So I invested in some guidance from people who knew what they were doing so that I could cut out a lot of that overthinking. Along the way, I turned the things that I was overthinking into engaging posts because that is just something that I really love to do. I started talking about it publicly, and then I started giving myself a deadline, and I planned ahead when I gave my deadline with enough time for myself, for my overthinking and my procrastinating and whatever else may come up along the way, especially with something like this podcast, because truly, I didn't know. I have no idea how long it'll take me to, this is my very first episode I'm ever recording, so I don't know how long it's going to take me to get it completed. I can take a guess, but I've never done it before, so I have no idea. So when I set the date for my podcast launch... I built plenty of cushion and plenty of extra time in there. And remember, you can always push a deadline back. The only person who says you can't is you. And a lot of times we get in our own head there and we think, oh my gosh, people are going to judge me if I push the date back. No, they aren't. They probably won't even notice or care. (laughs) So you can always push a deadline back. But when you are setting dates for things, be honest with yourself and think about how long is it really going to take you to get it done so that you can set yourself up for success. And then you can be recording your own episode about how you successfully got out of your own way and did the big thing like I did with this podcast. Something I wanna do is end every episode with an action step. So your action step for this episode is to go make an engagement post about something that you are overthinking. When I say engagement post, I mean a post that is specifically designed to create engagement on social media. So something like asking a question, asking for opinions, asking people to help you make a decision. These are things that's going to be a short, probably text only post unless you're asking people to help make a decision about something that's visual and then you can share both options. But basically what you're going to do is just write a short post that just asks a question designed to get people engaging with you. This is great for the algorithm and this is great for connecting with your audience. And it's also a great way to take something that you're overthinking and put it out there. So you do not have to go with whatever the input is, whatever the majority says on your post. You can completely ignore it, but you never know. A few times I've had someone give me a suggestion that I wasn't expecting and I ended up really liking it and going that route. But a lot of times I do what I was thinking I would do anyway, but it's a great marketing tool. So pick something that you've been overthinking and go make an engagement post about it. I hope this episode inspires you to go take action on something you have been overthinking. As much as I wish you could, you cannot think your way to success, so promise me you're going to go take some action today. 
Head over to overthinkingentrepreneur.com to find all the cool stuff I've made for you over the years, like my free guide to getting more social media engagement and my Facebook group, Dynamite Entrepreneurs, which has a free course on social media basics.